the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Ross Blotcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm Carrie Poppy. Ah. And we are here with a couple of e-meters. So uh, this is just kind of fun because we happened across a couple e-meters, as you say. One was sent to us. Uh, by a listener who I think didn't want to be named because of their tangential connection to this e-meter's <laughs> origin. Okay. Now, of course, when we say e-meter, we are referring to the electropsychometer from the, the Church of Scientology. The electropsychometer. Yes, from the Church of Scientology. This is a lovely bag oh you're Oh, my holding. God. I wrote back to this listener. I sent a thank you card. And this is said, amazing. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Because that's how I reacted when I pulled it out. What a gift. I pulled it out and I saw Leather. this embossed Dianetic symbol, and I said to Drew, no fucking way. Well, the, it's the Scientology symbol. It's got the two triangles well, yeah. and the S the going Sciento- through. But the triangle thing. The, one of them is the ARC and one is the KARC. Mm, okay. It's a leather satchel. Smells bad because it's old. But if you open it up, guess what's inside? All the people. Y'all are going to hear the sounds of me opening up this e-meter because this is the first time we are going to plug it in and play with it. It's like an unboxing. Exactly, but unboxing audio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best. Uh, what? Huh. It looks like a like really Pinocchio? odd old... <laughs> oh, yeah, there's definitely some pareidolia going on here. There's a face with a, a long nose. It's, it's a plug that I would have thought was like a gigantic audio plug. Yeah. It looks like one of those quarter-inch audio plugs. Like headphone jack. Yeah, kind but of. but the shape's a little wrong. Okay, and then we've got what look like... Alligator uh, clips? Jump, yeah, like jumper cables. And the, they've got rubber housings around them. And those two ends are connected by a long white rubber cable. Okay, here's the second can. Wow, and that's interesting. The can on top has a divot taken out of it. Like someone was opening up a can of beans. Yeah, yeah, totally. With one of those triangular This is old style. Do do we know which model of the e-meter We do. It It says it on there. I want to say it's either four or five, but we'll see in a sec here. The e-meter has been around since 1951. I think the patent was formed by Volney Matheson. And I've got to say, he invented it, but he actually did get the inspiration from an L. Ron Hubbard lecture. Yeah. Thought, oh, good. There's a way that we can measure this psychic response. Right. Which is so Scientology that L. Ron Hubbard just spouted some bullshit and then other people were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We can can make this happen. (laughs) So he filed a patent in 1951, but I guess he got the actual patent in 1954. I'm not sure exactly how that worked out. But anyways, it's been around since that long. And for a long time, I think they called them the Matheson, you know, had numbers or model numbers to them. When we went to the L. Ron Hubbard Life Exhibition, Mm -hmm. not exhibit, we saw a bunch of them. There's just so many different types of e-meters. Yeah. This huge proliferation. And at some point, they started naming them the, you know, Mark II, Mark III. So this one is a... This is a Mark V. 
Oh, Mark V. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We have another one here we'll be looking at in just a bit that is a Mark VI. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a new one comes out every decade or so. So they're on Mark 8 now. Yeah, Mark 8 is the current one. Which if- I, I was pointing out to you earlier, the highest you get in Scientology so far is 8. You can have your Mark 8, you can be OT8, that's it. Um, yeah, if you want to get really fancy, you can get the Scientology Mark 8 Ultra E-meter. We've used this, that's the one that I was on at Scientology when we were there. And boy, it looks like a polished car. You know, like a fancy sports car. Oh, totally. It's got that molded plastic. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how often they release new ones, but every time I guess they need some more money because it doesn't do anything different from model to model. Right. Coming along with our Mark V came this book of e-meter drills. Drills. Okay. By L. Ron Hubbard, compiled by Mary Sue Hubbard. Oh, before she went to jail. Mm-hmm. Before he threw her under the bus during the whole Operation Snow White thing. Um, so yeah, this tells us exactly what is in the e-meter. I'm showing you a diagram. Oh, okay. That's cool. It labels the parts. So this is pre-molded plastic days. And we've got an illustration of the Mark V e-meter. We've got a tone arm dial, a male clear read, and a female clear read. Oh, interesting. interesting. I also like that there's a sensitivity knob and a sensitivity booster in case it's not doing what you want it to do. Yeah, so that seems to be a regular feature of the e-meter that you can recalibrate the sensitivity of this with a few different dials so you get essentially the results that you want. That you want, yeah. Carrie has discarded the lovely bag and now there is a wooden box. This almost looks like something you'd get as a puzzle box. It's so great. I really feel like I'm in never-ending story when I open this. Yeah, it's wooden and it's quite lovely. And we've got little hooks that hold on to screws on the other side. I feel like we're going to open this and find the tale of a wizard and he has left the alchemical notes, but you need to find the additional clues to solve the 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 riddle and and make the potion and live forever. But instead, you get this thing. Some modern-looking electronics in there. By modern, I mean modern for like 1960. Mm -hmm. That's quite lovely. It says Hubbard Electrometer for use in Scientology, American Mark V. I know, it's it's kind of beautiful. It really is. Oh, interesting. And on the meter itself is written the name of the former owner, so the Scientologist who owned this. That's pretty swanky. We'll have to uh, obscure that in our photos. When we take pictures. Um, It's in cursive and it's gold, just because you'll be wondering when you see that we've obscured the photos. Yeah. Uh, Which you can find at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. Do not use a backward slash. Who knows what will happen? Interestingly enough, it's a mirror image from what we're seeing in this photo here. Mm, Yeah. All the parts are reversed. Things look a little different. Yeah, this e-meter has situs and versus. Right. There we go. I think uh, (laughs) one of the Osmonds has it too. I want to say Donnie Osmond. Whoa. I know an Osmond that is related to those Osmonds. And I know. He's a very talented animator. Hiram Osmond. The inverse of that person, Miru <laughs> Nicely done. All right, We've, but you know what? If I were trying to decide who to take on as my next employee, yes, and I, I saw yes. Hiram. Yep. I'd be like, I gotta hire. Gotta Hiram. You can't not hire him. No, it's a brilliant name for interviews. Okay, and then we have a test set transit knob and a trim knob. That sounds like something you'd find in an airplane. A trim knob. We need to adjust the trim. Hear that at a weight loss clinic. We need to adjust the trim. 
Okay, so let's see. Carrie is attaching the alligator clips to the I'm cans. I put them here. Yeah. Oh, and they are referred to as cans. Yep. Okay, like this. Right? Oh, there's a charging socket. Is it like this? Electrode plug. Probably. Hmm. <laughs> Guys, we might be electrocuting ourselves. It's hard to know. Yeah, it's hard to see or tell. Yeah. Is there in there? Is there a like? These setup? cans look like they have lids, like a mason jar almost in the photo. I'm gonna make you touch this. First All right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Can. If anyone's gonna get electrocuted, if, yeah, it's me. Exactly. <laughs> You're the one with a child. So yeah. Let's no, I got this. Do it. <laughs> uh, okay. So. All right, we're gonna plug the cans into the meter itself. So the top wooden lid of the box detached. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, Carrie has plugged this okay. in. And now, all right, so now I'm gonna plug it into the wall. Cool. And yeah, by all means, I'm just gonna hold on to this and see what happens. <laughs> I trust Scientology, they wouldn't hurt a guy. If, if you die, do you want to say anything about our sponsors of this episode? <laughs> well, this episode is supported in part by Casper, the maker of amazing mattresses. No, Carrie plugged this in. I don't feel anything. Oh, wait. I plugged it into the one that doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrie, uh, Carrie has the weirdest... I don't understand what's up with the surge protector. I don't either. That's so strange. Some of the plugs work and some do not. Is it on? Well, let's see. Let's set it to the male... Sensitivity, the male clear read, and sensitivity knob. Oh, wait, that was in the off position. Now it's in the on position. This is weird. Explain this number sequence to me. One, two, three, four. Don't explain that one to me. I get that. But then six, eight. So now we've gone up by twos. And then 16, 32. Now we've doubled and doubled again. Yeah. It's like maybe it's an approximation of a logarithmic scale or something. It's not... uh, a Fibonacci sequence. It seems kind of arbitrary. Let's crank it up to 16. No. The wooden uh, box also has, it looks like a nice little strap for carrying, but I don't know. I'm pulling and I can't get, oh, there we go. Okay, now the strap has removed from the wooden body. Still, there's not enough room to get your fingers underneath this carrying strap. So I don't know what that's supposed to be used for. Carrie's now wondering about her uh, place here. Okay. So in the photo, the main readout portion that has the the dial, the needle inside of it, it's a plastic housing. In the photo, it's black plastic and then a white readout in the center. This one is white on white. And the needle is currently pointing all the way to the left. And there's a bunch of tick marks showing the different places it can be pointing, and then labels above those tick marks along the sort of quarter circle. So one says rise, and then there's a line at set, and then there's another set of boxes that say fall and test. Okay, finally got this thing plugged in. All right, it's plugged into a socket we know is working. And then how do we turn the fucker on? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, it looks like it should be on right now. Yeah. Oh, should, should I not touch it for a bit? Okay. Okay, set, transit. Oh, oh, hey, Did it's it do doing something? something. Oh, hey, okay. Okay, it's rising. Okay, okay. I've not been electrocuted. Yes, that's great. Um, Let's crank this thing up, though. It's all the way on, 32, male sensitivity. <laughs> 
Maybe that's what was wrong with it. It only had male sensitivity, so it was like... So pH balance for a man. (laughs) Okay, training drills. Okay. All right, this Uh, is the touch and let go of the E-meter drill. Right now, I don't know, it's just steadily rising. I'm at fall, but we're heading up towards test. What if I let go? It's just doing its thing right now. It's just climbing and climbing and climbing. Oh, wait. Okay, there's a dial here that's on. That's what I moved. Oh, did you? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now it's on transit. Let's try holding on with that. Oh, goodness, there's a lot of dials here. Oh, here we go. Okay, so we changed the dial to set, and now I'm getting a reaction when I hold on to it. Okay, Okay. now it's doing its E-meter thing. All right, the purpose of this training drill is to familiarize the student auditor, which we'll assume is us. So I'm going to wear my student hat. Perfect. We're going to familiarize ourselves with the E-meter. Position. The coach and student sit facing each other with an E-meter in front of the student auditors. That'll be you. Okay. Either on a table or chair. Commands. Okay. I tell you to touch the meter and let go of the meter alternately. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you're supposed to touch the meter (laughs) itself or the cans. Yeah, I'm touching the meter. It's not doing anything. Okay. Okay, all right, so here's what I'm supposed to do. This does have a bunch of Phillips head screws on it, which really just, there's a part of me that just wants to... Take it apart? Take it apart. But before you do... Okay. I'm going to do exactly what it says for me to make you do. Okay. All right. Ross, touch the meter. Okay. Ross is touching the actual e-meter itself, not the cans, but the reader. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Ross, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. Ross, let go of the meter. Oh, sorry. Oh, geez. All right. Wait, do we need to do this again? Okay, well, I'm touching it. No, I'm not touching it. Thank you. You're welcome. Ross, touch the meter. Thank you. Let go of the meter. I learned this time. Thank you. I'm probably supposed to stay completely silent. How are you doing? I'm all right today. What is happening? Well, we're sitting here recording a podcast uh, next to an e-meter, and uh, we're interacting with it. By the way, we can't see any Scientology buildings from here, Carrie was just telling me, but there's a very good view of the Hollywood sign Mm -hmm. from your window here. We've got palm trees. We've got the Hollywood sign. This is quintessential Hollywood. Totally. You can also see the Griffith Observatory from our office window. What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? A pool. All right. Ross? Yes. Touch the meter. Oh, okay. You know, let's assume meter is the can. <laughs> really? It might be the meter. Maybe it, I'm doing some kind of uh, calibration. Be, Maybe it's getting to know me. It says it's to familiarize you with the e-meter, and I don't know why that would familiarize you. In the photo, they said cans. All right, well, here, I'll touch both. One hand's on the cans. Thank you. Let go of the meter. All right. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right today. What is happening? Well, we're here recording a podcast, and we're sitting next to an e-meter, and we're trying it out. Great. Drill one complete. (laughs) Oh, no. That was developed by L. Ron Hubbard in September 1962 at St. Hill. Wow. I don't (laughs) even know how to respond. Do you feel familiar? That was developed. (laughs) That was developed. I don't know if developed is concocted, maybe. Uh, Shout out. I'm having uh, negative engrams remembering my time in Scientology. I'm sorry you feel that way. The only way out is through. Oh, no. (laughs) E-meter drill two. Okay. 
The purpose is to familiarize the student auditor with the e-meter. <laughs> and the coach, that's me, and the student sit beside each other. Perfect. Hey, got it. With an e-meter in the student's lap or on a table in front of the student auditor. Okay, I can. Oh, well, that fits. It's on a table in front of us. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is quite lovely, folks. We've got, again, this wooden exterior, this box, but inside of it, there's this blue plastic and the black dials. And again, that white readout box that's taking up uh, somewhere between a half and a third of the available real estate. And that has the needle inside of it. This is snazzy. Okay. Now I understand. There are things I can't tell you. Oh, okay. All right. Ross, is it? Yes. If that was part of the script. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be a science author. Yeah, I would. I totally would. Touch the sensitivity knob. Okay. Move the tone arm to five and a half. The tone arm to five and a half. Is this the tone arm? Yes, bingo. Touch the trim knob. I'm touching it. Plug in the electrodes. Okay, here, I'll unplug them. And then I'll plug them back in. Okay. Turn the meter on. Hey, meter, how you doing? Looking, <laughs> looking fine today, meter. Just kidding. Okay, it's on. Flunk! (laughs) Touch the sensitivity knob. (laughs) You don't have to ask me twice. Move the tone arm to five and a half. Okay. Flunk! Touch Mm. the sensitivity knob. Move the tone arm to five and a half. Touch the trim knob. Flunk! Uh, Touch the sensitivity knob. Simon didn't say? Okay, touch the sensitivity knob. Okay. Move the tone arm to five and a half. Touch the trim knob. Flunk! Touch the sensitivity knob. Okay. Move the tone arm to five and a half. It's already there, but I'll move it away and back. Okay. Touch the trim knob. I know where it is now. Plug in the electrodes. Turn the meter on. Hey, meter, how you doing? Set the sensitivity knob at three. Sensitivity number three, okay. Turn the meter on test. Test. Got it. Unplug the cans. Okay, unplugged. Turn the meter on set. Okay, on set, yes. Adjust the needle to set. Adjust the needle. Flunk! Oh. Touch the sensitivity knob. Okay. Isn't this fun? Oh, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on, but the point of this one... Is it like if I waited more than three seconds? If you seconds? hesitate, if you aren't like immediately <laughs> like, I know exactly what that is and I know how to do it and what you just said makes sense. Fair enough. Then you know, I, I got to say, say, that would flunk. condition me to do it very efficiently. <laughs> that was developed by L. Ron Hubbard in May 1961 <laughs> at St. Hill. I'm sure after a day of this, you could field strip an e-meter in 20 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of these drills are basically to teach you to know what this e-meter is. Sure. Um, This one says, Hubbard Electrometer mm -hmm. for use in Scientology, American Mark V. And that's V. This is Roman numerals. Okay, we're going to try e-meter drill 21. Okay, that's my favorite. This is to train you, the student auditor, to assist the pre-clear in finding an answer to a question when difficulty arises. 
with a that each time a latent read duplicates the instant read of a question. Get it? Okay. Hmm. This is one method of cleaning a dirty needle. All right. The student auditor and a student sit facing each other across a table with an e-meter set up and the student holding the electrodes. So you're the student auditor because you're the one running this I think joint. so. Okay. The sensitivity can be set at 16 or 32, depending oh. upon the model of the e-meter. And the sensitivity booster knob can be at any position necessary to ensure reads will be obtained. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we have it. That's the magic. So you just you flip that thing wherever you're starting to get what you're looking for. Yep. Yeah, so you've got two main sensitivity knobs. Well, one's actually called a sensitivity knob. But you've got two knobs that you can jigger with. I think one is more of a coarse grain adjustment and one's a finer adjustment. But yeah, then you can set the baseline wherever you want. So that's convenient. <laughs> it's responding now. If I if I let go, it goes down into the rise area. But if I hold on, we're closer to set on the readout. Okay. The student auditor, which is me, has to give the above command and carefully observe the characteristic of some read which occurs while the student is executing the auditing command. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, ready? I'm just having fun over here. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Consider the events of today. Ross has the cans in his hands. And okay, it's rising a little. I'm going to do something. Where's uh where's the sensitivity adjustment? No, oh, so okay. this is Oh, it's that's up all the way. Okay. Okay. Well, are you considering the events of today? Oh, I mean, I am. Okay, think, think, stop putting down the cans. Sorry. All right. The events of today. Picture them. Picture them. I am. Picture them. Okay. Picture them. Fooling around with the knobs to get what I want. Picture them. Picture them. <laughs> Picture them. The events of today, picture them, picture them. For lunch, I had a tostada with <laughs> veggies and rice and beans. I'm picturing eating that now on the table outside my work area. <sighs> we had a okay. lecture called Good Girls Aren't Funny. Oh, is that Molly? Holly Hall Mandel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. She speaks at uh, Groundlings. Also. Yeah, she was yeah. talking about her Groundlings experience. Okay, how about this? One thing it suggested if you're not getting a read okay. is for you to put your hands down in front of you like Jesus at the Last Supper and and then I'll set the cans in your hands so they get the maximum okay like that I think S skin the, yeah maximum amount of of skin area okay and you can still like naturally curl yeah that's fine okay oh, okay consider the events of the day again okay yeah i got up really early to go running with friends picturing that hmm hmm i think you're clear okay great floating needle yeah that, that's what i got when they put me on the can before oh okay i, I was unduly proud of myself uh I as mean, if i'd if accomplished you, something if you um squeeze what happens Nothing. Huh. That's Look weird. That. It seemed like we were getting better sensitivity before. Wait, maybe I should send it to the male setting. Oh, there you go. You forgot you were a male. So we can okay. definitely see when I squeeze it. Yeah. When it, you let go, it, goes it falls up. down. 
Yeah, but earlier I was able to get it up into the set area. So what's going on? Hmm. Yeah, I think that we're supposed to be able to get it to set when it's on set, you'd think. Trying various permutations here of these knobs. Hmm. I adjusted the trim. I don't know what to tell you, Carrie, Poppy. Oh, no, more general information on the E-meter may be found in the book E-meter Essentials. We don't have that. Hmm. Oh, even small meter errors are considered gross auditing errors at any level. Gross. So basically, if the needle had moved at all, I would have said, what was that? And then you would have been like, oh, that was the moment that my coworker told me she didn't like my shirt. Mm -hmm. And then I'd make you think about that until your needle floated, but... Okay. Seems inconsistent, this... Not not the procedure you're talking about, but this machine itself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm setting it to where it was before when it was doing things, and now it's not doing things. I think we've got something here near the end, though. Okay. Okay. This is really going to th figure things out. I'm sure you've seen it. That photo of L. Ron Hubbard attaching electrodes to a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of that, because these are very similar alligator clips. Okay, well... Do you want to figure out whether humanity started tens of years ago, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, millions of years ago? Yeah, I've been Is wondering that about that. Okay. okay. Is that an earthquake? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still Whoa, legit happening. earthquake. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, wow. This is going. Yep. Well. Yep. yep. Things are shaking. Okay. Uh, hmm. This well, is the longest earthquake I've felt. This in is. Years. A legitimate earthquake, everybody, and you're listening to our podcast be recorded. It's gentle. Uh, the, <laughs> the, during the earthquake. The, uh, oh, yeah. How's the e-meter reacting? Yeah, the needle is slightly you're drifting back and forth. Okay. Cause you're, uh, maybe because the table is, is lightly drifting back oh, and forth. Oh, maybe that, too. Um, it seems to be done Everybody's now. okay. Ella's not freaking out. You okay, honey? Yeah, I broke up. Oh, God. What a way to wake up from a nap. I think we're okay. Well, we survived it. So did you learn anything about Ooh, messing with e-meters? That, <laughs> that was a little scary. Recently, for my book club, we read a book called, Oh Yeah, We Had a Synchronicity With oh This. Oh my gosh. You I think this should count. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted Ross. Carrie had a premonition. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this was, what, like a month or more ago? Yeah. Okay. I suddenly, I was sitting at my desk and I suddenly thought, there's going to be an earthquake. So I You texted, did the right thing. Yeah, I texted Ross this. and I said, uh, I'm just uh, saying this out loud so <laughs> that we both remember when it doesn't come true because everyone remembers the hits and forgets the misses. Right. Got to pay attention and, to those misses. And I think I said, it'll count if we have a, yeah, I think it was a four point something. Yeah, a significant one that everyone can feel. Yeah, yeah. In if the this next... had happened right then, oh, for sure, but we, we would have been super impressed. I think I said I was going to go ahead and claim it if it were a huge one in the next month or a feelable one in the next like three days. Okay, we're so past that. yeah, we didn't we didn't do that. I'm but count it. when she sent me that, I was reading the big ones by Lucy Jones, which is all about natural disasters, and she's an expert in earthquakes. Size, it was a funny synchronicity then. Yes. Yes. She is a oh, seismologist. No, word. <laughs> no that's, that is the correct word. <laughs> okay. We'll have to see what that was on the moment magnitude scale. Oh my God. Okay, here we go. You got to hold them cans when you're ready. Okay. All right. 
we're gonna do the last assessment for this Mark V. So in this assessment, Ross, we're gonna figure out which musical instrument you should play. Oh, this is good to know. Yeah. Because I don't play any instruments. Uh, exactly. I, I started, well, let's not say anything. Let's see what it says. Okay. All right, you ready? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Which musical instrument would you like to play? The guitar. Uh, oh. A flute? Oh. Nothing's happening. A clarinet? A contrabass? A guitar? What's, what's a contrabass? Don't know. A guitar? An oboe? A bassoon? A banjo? Is that on the list? Yeah, it is. Oh my God, it is? Yeah. And this was written a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know when he prepared this, but yeah. If I had wanted to, I could have made it move. Yeah, totally. A harmonica, a lute, an organ, a saxophone, a trombone, a ukulele, a violin, a piano, a xylophone, a mandolin, a marimba, a cello, a viola. A clavichord, cymbals, an English horn, a French horn, a concertina, an accordion, a double bass, a cornet, an alvorn, a zither, a bamboo rattle, a tuba, a lyre, a trumpet, an ocarina, a bass tuba, a helicon, a harpsichord, a Hawaiian guitar, a I think fife. he was just having fun putting together this list. <laughs> I can name a lot of instruments. A harp, bongo drums, a snare drum, an alto clarinet, a bass clarinet, a bass trumpet, a tenor saxophone, a triangle, castanets. A double bassoon, a piccolo, chimes, a glockenspiel. And uniforms, uniforms too, and a shiny gold uh, ba- stripe. A bass drum, a panpipe, a samison, pan a dulcimer, pipe. Burmese gongs, gourd rattles, an African flute, kettle drums! Yeah, you're not supposed to play any instruments. Okay, oh, well, that settles that. Should I try it? Do you want to read Yeah, do me? it. Okay, so how about you can read me which color do you like most? The correct answer was theremin. Mm, got it. Look, Ross, I can't even, if I squeeze hard, nothing's happening. Okay, let's set it for a woman. <laughs> Could that be it? That would be amazing. Yeah, I can't even make it move. What's going on? What's going on? Tell me what. Whoa, what happened there? What did you do? I, I was going to move it and didn't. Oh. Carrie, you might be dead. I guess so. Well, no wonder you're not supposed to play any instruments. Oh, but Ross, five years ago now, you told me that you were learning something, but you wouldn't tell anybody what it was until you got good at it. Uh And I immediately thought, oh, he's learning to play a guitar. Of course. (laughs) You essentially said that. Oh, did I? It was so obvious that you do. Oh, okay. And then one day I visited you at work, and I think you didn't know I was coming. I can't recall. And I walked in, and there was a big guitar case. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to pretend this isn't you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want people to have expectations. and totally. like Because if they know that's what you're doing, then that's all they'll ask you about. And then you have right, to give right. like a status report all the time. And you know, uh, saying you're going to do something lights up the same reward centers as actually doing it. So mm. then you don't even get as much payoff from doing it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, this e-meter sucks. Yeah, what's going on? Wait, can know. you try? There we go. Oh, oh we're okay. getting a little. Okay, okay we're getting a little okay. bit of a read for Carrie. Okay, which color do you like the most? I'm going to try to read this where I can okay. see the needle in my peripheral vision. Green, red, pinky blue. <laughs> That's number three. <laughs> Bluey green, duck egg blue. Oh, I'm seeing a little bit of movement on duck egg blue. Oh. I do like birds. <laughs> White, mauve. Cream, khaki, amethyst, 
turquoise, sage green, aquamarine, cobalt, blue, cardinal, charcoal, rust, scarlet, slate gray, rose red, orange, primrose, Prussian brew, emerald green, crimson, chartreuse, peacock blue, Venetian red, coffee, strawberry, straw color, nut brown. Oh, a little bit of movement there. Nut brown. You like, what about nuts? <laughs> well, how about nuts? Uh, pale brown, royal blue, golden brown, pale pink, tea rose yellow, buff, maroon, olive green, vermilion, pink ebony, cherry red, sea green, yellow, nattier blue. That's the only one oh, here I, I don't recognize. Magenta, purple, saffron, puce, rose, heliotrope, violet, Bottle green, black, pistachio, ivory, pearl white, navy blue, ruby, topaz, burnt sienna, flamingo, bronze, grass green, indigo, chocolate, cinnamon, lavender, apricot, salmon pink, peach, brown, ochre, cadmium, flame red, lilac, verdigris. Oh, I think I got cadmium a little bit. Oh, yeah? Did what it move on What color is that? Um, Silver? Red. Oh, red. Okay. Pretty intense, like uh, high density red, I guess. Okay. Beetle green. Not to be confused with bottle green. Gold, silver, orchid. All right. All right, so we learned that you like cadmium. Well, cadmium can also be yellow. You know, I'm thinking of oil paints. Ah, uh, okay. Well. And and nut brown. Yeah, nut brown and duck egg blue. All right. All right, you got wow, your colors. that's really useful knowledge. Thank goodness Scientology's here. I wonder when he developed that. I mean, imagine if I just had to pick which colors I like based on liking them. <laughs> right that would be how would i even know well this myself? is the scientific way to do it right you know what let me look at one of these other lists of favorite things oh interesting favorite podcasts oh let me see that you hand that here these are good podcasts this must be a list of all the maximum fun shows yeah i recognize a lot of them here well let's press this button on the e-meter and see what happens Hey, readers, all of you bookworms, comic geeks, library junkies, literary fiction lovers, bibliophiles, and nerds. Want to get more out of your reading life? Listen to Reading Glasses. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We want to help you read better. Join us every Thursday on Maximum Fun's new podcast while we talk about book culture and solve your reader problems. Reading Glasses will teach you how to vanquish your to-be-read pile, connect with other readers, and get more reading into your busy day. No matter what you read or how how you read it we'll We'll help help you you do do it it better better. (laughs) that's cute all right well that was very good and important yeah i learned a lot about myself i enjoyed the e-meter mark five and now of interest this one i'm not seeing any disclaimers on it there's some kind of famous disclaimers in newer models i think that's in the booklet oh okay and HCO, what does that stand for again? On the wooden box, there's the Scientology logo on a red sticker, and then it says HCO. Hmm. Uh, oh, shoot, I didn't take pictures Hubbard of this. Hubbard Communication Office? That sounds right. All right. Uh, other questions you could solve from these prepared assessment lists are, what flowers would you like to grow? Which North American animal would Not you like to see? Not even should you grow, just would you like to? Tell me what I would like to do. This is so weird. Which North American animal would you like to see? <laughs> Okay. What country would you like to live in? They list a bunch of countries. That must be out of date. What is your favorite mode of transportation? I think he was just having fun making these lists. How many can I think of? Assessment question. Which do you dislike the most? A lionfish? A mosquito? A cockroach? That's interesting. How can you react when you haven't heard the whole list yet? 
how do you know which one you dislike the most? Yeah. Anyway, there's a well, bunch of by bunch ear. of assessments. How high that needle goes over. Which time. tree do you like best? What is your favorite dog? Oh, I should have oh, read man. that for you. Oh boy. Well, maybe keep that out as we bring out our next E-meter. This one's in a turquoise suitcase. And who does this belong to? So this belongs to the Center for Inquiry Los Angeles. Where we recorded our first episode. Yeah, and our friend Jim Underdown. It's a Mark Six. All right, so one more. Mark VI. Yes, this is a newer version, but very different. This one is much larger, and it's got these little suitcase clasps that can be locked. So I assume there was a key somewhere that would allow you to lock this. There's an instructional booklet. The plastic is like a teal color. Pretty. Mm-hmm. All right, we've opened it up. There's sort of egg crating in there to keep everything nice and... Uh-oh. Unharmed. This uh- says, when not in use or in storage for three months or more, please charge the battery for four hours. Uh-oh. Aww. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this was repaired by Craig's Expert E-Meter Repair, which has uh, his email address here, and it was done in 2008. He left a sticker here as well that says, okay to audit, January 2008, new battery and calibration, Next service due January 2010. I would not be surprised if he is no longer a Scientologist, so I'm going to email him. Yeah, and you should, except he probably wouldn't be using the email, loyal officer, and I won't won't read the rest of it. But yeah, next service due January 2010. You should tell him, hey, we've got one that needs service. (laughs) Definitely needs servicing. Well, listen, we are about to go off to another investigation and come back. Should we plug this in and let it charge? Yeah, but first I've got to read the disclaimer right next to this service note. It says, in black printing on the uh, teal plastic of the e-meter itself, on the bottom, by itself, this meter does nothing. It is solely for the guide of ministers, with a capital M, of the church, capital C, in confessionals, capital C, and pastoral counseling. Professionals. The electrometer, capital E, is not medically or scientifically useful for the mm-hmm. diagnosis, for anything. treatment, or prevention of any disease. It is not medically or scientifically capable of improving the health or bodily function of anyone and is for religious use by students and ministers of the Church of Scientology. And the next part is kind of hard to read. It's scrubbed out. Or in Rhythmia terms, we're not making any claims. Now here are some claims. Oh, Church of Scientology only. All right, let's plug it in. Okay, plug it in, plug it in. Ooh, it's got like a a stand on the bottom of... Oh, I see, so you can have it up. It looks very 80s. Yeah, that's, I don't know, probably when this one came out. Here's the power plug. Thank you, Ross. And the person who gave this to the Center for Inquiry has asked also to not be named because I guess you can sort of track a e-meter down or at least, you know, it does not look good upon you if you've been giving away your e-meter. So you can buy these used on eBay. Yeah, but new, at least, I think this one uh, would have originally retailed for, I want to say, like 3800 bucks somewhere nice. in that range. Wow. And the newer ones, I'm sure, are even more expensive. Oh, for sure. So thousands of dollars to get a new e-meter from the source. Well, Ross, we have to head off to another investigation. Let's yes, we do. Let's come back and use this Sounds in a good. minute. But for y'all, it'll be in like 
three seconds. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we're back from our other investigation. <laughs> that was that was wild. Yep. But hey, listen, we're here to talk about the Mark Six. Yeah, it's been plugged in. It's teal. It looks like. Um, do you remember they were doing that thing where they're trying to make really cheap computers to give to kids in third world countries? Mm, not really. Okay. Well, I don't know. It just looks like a similar construction. It's this yeah. big kind of plasticky clamshell sort of thing. It appears to be made out of the seat of a classroom desk from fourth grade oh yeah yeah i see that totally and it's a big change from the mark V to the mark six they got rid of all the wood and mm-hmm. the glass mm-hmm. and now it's just pure plastic it looks a lot cheaper to me yeah but at the same time i don't know do you There's trust it more really great about it trust it more no i trust it the same all right but it reminds me of family ties why is that because Family Ties was also in the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Family Ties. It reminds me of Cabbage Patch Kids. It reminds me of Jimmy Carter. <laughs> was he in the 80s? Oh, late 70s. Late 70s. Sure, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. You know what I really like about this e-meter, Ross? Tell me, Carrie. It's so fashionable. It's sleek. Yeah. It's sleek. It's beautiful. It's modern. Certainly for the the time it was created. But if you want to be sleek and modern now. Uh Uh-huh, I do. Okay, where can you go? Okay, that's a great question. I would say my top choice would be go to Carbon 38. Aren't they a performance fashion e-commerce site that curates brands that blur the lines between workout wear and street style? Yes, I could not have said it better myself, Ross. And they offer thousands of styles in athletic, ready-to-wear, footwear, and accessory categories. Now, I got some Carbon 38 items. You did? I did. And whoo, doggy, there's some good stuff in there. I got this one bra that's really very pretty. Sometimes I'm wearing it and I'm like, it's too bad this is under my clothes. Well, it's clothing for women. So I didn't get any for me, but I I looked at the website, and everything looks very fancy. It is. It's fancy, but yet comfortable, but yet ready to wear. It's kind of bridges the gap between athletic wear that you could wear to, say, a meditation event, Mm. and looking nice, you know? Yeah, So if you're like me, where you kind of go back and forth in your life between being super active and then needing to go to a business meeting... This is the place for you. Gotcha. Yeah, it looked very upscale to me. Like if I saw someone wearing Carbon 38, I'd be like, oh, you're a... You're classy. Exactly. Yeah, I get you. Carbon 38 signature collections are made of activewear fabrics for performance, functionality, and fit. Carbon 38 private label articulates runway fashion trends in activewear. Moto, eyelet, ruffles, crochet. You know, all your favorite styles. And they offer free returns within the U.S. So listen, if you don't like it, don't leave the country and try to send it back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you're not going to want to send it back, people. It's good stuff. So go to Carbon38.com and use code ONO for 20% off your first order. That's what you were waiting for. Wait, how can I order this better than anybody else? Well, you listen to us and you get a discount. That's Carbon38, the numbers. Dot com promo code oh no o h n o for twenty percent off your purchase and carbon is just spelled like you know the sixth element. Correct. Okay. Introduction. This is the Hubbard Professional Mark Six Owner's Manual Revised. The Hubbard Professional Mark Six is an engineering breakthrough. With the Mark Six. 
Even the most subtle reads come through with crystal clarity. This feature alone makes the Mark VI a truly OT meter. The Mark VI is a super improved meter. The meter movement itself is an hitherto unknown type of movement. It is the first real improvement in the meter movement since 1962 when the first Mark Vs were released. The refinements of the Mark VI e-meter are such that it tells you more with less effort. The difference in operation of the new Hubbard Professional Mark VI is like the difference between driving a Chevrolet and a Rolls-Royce. It's for the auditor who cares, the auditor who abhors retreads, and it is the PC's choice. The pre-clear choice? I think so. And did they do advanced focus grouping on this? How did they know that? Don't know. All right. So that's the They intro. seem a little too excited about this piece of plastic. <laughs> now we learn how to set up our Mark VI e-meter. Okay. Do they have a year on this? Can we tell when this was made? Mm, good question. Because now we know the Mark V we were just looking at was from the 60s. Yeah, wow. So that's that's early. Well, this pamphlet... Uh, 1979 is the latest date on this reprint of this pamphlet. Oh, okay. But what's the first date there? The first date is 1965. Oh, I see. Okay. So that means this must have been released in 79. I see. So Hubbard was still alive and not well. (laughs) Right. All right. Shall we set it up? Yeah. I heard that most Scientologists will buy one, if not two, e-meters. Why? Because, you know, if one gives out, you know, you get a backup. Oh, good God. And and it's, you know, I can just see the sale happening uh-huh. with somebody in the Sea Org busy selling you. You know, you should really have a second one. Yeah. Because, you know, what? Well, you know, and I'll Are you I saying you don't make one. these well? Is that what you're <laughs> oh, saying? Oh, yeah, touche. But, you know, if anybody has an e-meter and they don't want it, I will take a second one. But, and they, they have maintenance plans for these, like, cars. Yeah. Like they were saying, There's plug this in. You need to use it every so often. Yeah, this literally has a warranty in the front of it. Amazing. Uh, uh, fill out and mail your warranty registration card. This will give you a six-month warranty from the date of purchase. All right. All right. How to set up your Mark VI e-meter. Setting up the Mark VI is described in e-meter drill number 4-1, and then it shows you e-meter drill 4-1. All right. All right. Purpose, <laughs> to train the student auditor to set up a Mark VI e-meter what? properly. Okay. I'm sorry. It's just thinking in. Why would you do that? Why? You know, it says how to set it up in this thing, and here's this thing. Just Yeah, no, there's... It's, jump I right had, into it. I had this conversation with a woman... <laughs> Who works for Princess Cruises uh-huh. <laughs> a couple days ago where I had to call and be like, hey, just have a quick question. If I buy my Wi-Fi now, is it cheaper than if I buy it on board? It's such a simple question. That's and pretty she, simple. Thank you. And she's Yes like, or no question, really. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, Miss Poppy, I understand. I would think it would be the same price, but I'm not certain. So I'm going to ask my colleague because I don't want to give you the wrong information. So I'm going to put you on hold and you will hear the music. (laughs) And then I'm going to ask my colleague and then I will be back. Okay. Yeah, that was yes or no, or I don't know. (laughs) And then she she came back and she's like, okay, great. I got the information you requested. And I was like, just... 
this is none of this is necessary. I I know someone who writes emails like that, but you'll add in words like forthwith. <laughs> Wait, is it me? No. <laughs> that would have been great if I was subtly making child not. No, somebody like earnestly will oh, just man. wants to write flowery sentences not in emails. Not necessary. I mean, she, who would go on and on like that? Anyway, back to Ono Ross and Carrie. She's from a different generation. Yes, yes, continue. All right. We sit beside each other. Have the auditor do the following actions. I get it. Okay, number one, take the lid off the meter and put it aside. I already did that. Reach behind the meter and swing out the meter stand. Did, it. did that. Grip the stand at its foot and swing it out and up. <laughs> no, I figured that it. out on my own. We get it. It's like a kickstand. <laughs> Number three, turn the off on test knob to test. Okay, that we have not done. So I'm switching it from off to on. Oh, that went all the way to the far right. The needle I'm talking about. And now it's on test. Needle still to Great. the far right. For a battery check, the needle should smartly bang off. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard must what? have written this. Should smartly yep. bang off. And then settle against the right-hand stop. Only L. Ron Hubbard gets to use that kind of ridiculous language, and every other Scientologist has to speak like a robot. Uh-huh. Although some they memorize some of his ridiculous words, Well, too. he'll say the ridiculous thing, and then they'll write the glossary to explain what he actually meant. <laughs> right. Okay, now turn the off-on test knob to on. Got it. Position the tone arm at 2.0 on the tone arm dial. Mm, got it. Turn the sensitivity knob to 32. Oh, wait. Is that tied to the tone scale at all? I hope not. Okay. I shouldn't have control over that. 32. Okay. You got okay. it. And this also, the booster switch to 32. I think that's this. We got it. Yeah. Adjust the trim knob until the needle registers at the set line on the needle dial. Okay. Uh-oh. Ross is turning it and nothing's happening, do E-meter. To, do I need to push in? Or, uh-oh, I just <laughs> oh, I took off no, the knob. you took off the trim. Oh, but this is very simple plastic construction. Okay, it's back on. Though, that's interesting. Oh, there oh, we go. I okay. see. Oh, I think maybe this plastic broken. got broken. Yeah. So I just, I have to take off the plastic thing and then calibrate okay. it. Okay. All right. Where, where should it go? Don't set? Worry, it's still working. Uh, to set, yes. All right. We're all set. Place the electrodes not touching each other in a position on the table for the pre-clear to pick up. All right. Can I be the pre-clear this yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then I'll hand this to you and you can take over from me. And there's a little bit of embossing here that says Hubbard Professional Mark VI, Mark Six. Okay, Carrie's plugging in the cans. Oh, so do we need to go back to set? Oh, geez. Here, I just put the trim button Sorry. back on. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Being a Scientologist, it takes a lot of know-how. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm turning all the way to the left, and that's not working. Well, could it be because they're touching something or touching oh, each, other? each other? Ah-ha. Yes, we figured it out. Okay, so We figured now. it out. We figured it out. With a pencil and a pen, we figured it out. Is this a song? Yeah, it's from the pajama game. Oh, yeah, the pajama game. Okay, I'm hmm. dangling the cans. hey, 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 hey. Does that bring something sexual to mind? Yeah, well, like, you're, I guess you're the dangling cans your would breasts. Be, yeah, sure. Okay, I got you. <laughs> just got big, saggy breasts. Oh, uh, why is this not working? It was working just fine when they weren't plugged in. Hmm. Turning this trim knob. Oh, no. Ugh, e-meters. I know. K, 
Can't live with them? Oh, wait. Oh. Oh. Okay. They were touching each other. Yeah. Because, of course, what's happening here is it's just sending a very small electric current through these wires. And by holding onto the cans, you are completing the circuit. But we're getting very inconsistent results. The needle keeps wanting to point all the way to the left. Uh, what else does it say here? And caution should be taken with the exact way the can squeeze is done by the preclear, as failure to do this step, as per the above HCOB, can cause the meter to react too strongly, making it difficult to read or not strongly enough, making it impossible to detect reads. There's no difference between the Mark V e-meter and Mark VI in relation to setting up the PC on it or using it. Oh man, what is this thing doing? Uh, the tone arm counter should now read 00.0. .0. The tone arm counter? How to set your tone arm counter. Move the tone arm to 0.5 on the tone arm dial. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay, so let's try again. 0.5 on the tone arm dial. Got it. Push button number three, TA counter reset button once. Digital tone arm counter will display 00.0, .0 in the lower window. Oh, maybe it, it might the yeah the LCD is a little old here. Check the clock to see if it is running and displaying the correct time. If not, refer to the section on setting the clock. It says two o'clock. It's good enough for yeah, me. Yeah, it's two o'clock. I believe it. Number thirteen. Await the preclear. Note: If in setting up the PC on the meter, the TA counter goes out of zero, it can be re-zeroed with the PC on the meter by pressing the TA counter reset button. <laughs> Number three, once. The tone arm counter is cleared when you turn the meter off. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I didn't understand that either. History. Developed by L. Ron Hubbard in December 1963 at St. Hill in order to train the student auditor to set up an e-meter properly and to eliminate the distractions of sound and noise from the pre-clear oh, session. I'm so glad they gave us that bit of history. The stroll really is modified for it. use of the Mark VI e-meter in 1979. I mean, maybe I need to think about my favorite colors. Try it. Okay. I mean, it just makes me think that by itself, this meter does nothing. Nut brown. <laughs> Are nuts okay? Uh, what was the other one I what about nuts? really like? Deep red. It was something. like a, a bird egg. Robin oh, yeah. Egg. Bur bird egg blue. And what was the uh, red? Oh, cadmium. And Which cadmium. I guess could also be a yellow. Cadmium. Carrie's squeezing the cans and looking at it carefully. Nothing's happening. What? It just jumped. Hmm. Whoa. 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 Okay. All right. We switched it to 128. Now now it kind of moves sometimes. Yeah. If I touch oh, them together, which of course we don't want to do. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Ross is fooling with dials. <laughs> I'm just going to do whatever I have to do to get this needle floating. Okay, so I'll think about something neutral. I'll think about cotton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cotton. Cotton. Okay, cotton. I've gotten it, so it's pointing at set. All right, awesome. Okay, all right. Now it's time now. for us to do some more Phew. drills. All right, ask me something. Uh, shall we try E-meter drill five? Sure. It's called the can squeeze, and its number is EM5. Okay. Whew, that you know that really helps me understand. So thank you. Purpose: 
to train a student auditor how to get an accurate can squeeze which correctly indicates the pre-clear's current state of havingness and state of case. <laughs> Position. Okay. The coach and the student auditor sit facing each other across okay. a table yeah, close enough. with an e-meter facing the student auditor. Excuse me, I burped. All right, so it should face me. <laughs> so you're not supposed to see the needle. The e-meter is already set up. Yes. Yes. Put your hands in your lap. Okay. Thank you. Squeeze the cans, please. Thank you. Ross is adjusting some dials. To give the student auditor a proper idea as to what a can squeezes, the following drill should be done first. I know what it, it's not. Okay. Did I squeeze my hands? Okay. Shake. Shake my hand. Okay. All right. Shaking your hand. Okay. <laughs> so feels like a dare. <laughs> Wait, no. Keep going. You're not done yet. I don't know if like we do this silently, but it says, it says shake hands until the fingers are loose and floppy. <laughs> How long would that have to happen? Wait, are you sure you're supposed to shake my hand and not that I'm supposed to do this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. All right, shake your own hands <laughs> until they're loose and floppy. <laughs> I hope there's been someone... Who's followed these instructions and has just sat there for an hour waiting. Like, eventually, <laughs> they're going to loosen up. Okay, so now I'm just, you know, shaking my own hands from side uh -huh. to side. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, put your hands on the table, palms up, exerting no control on your fingers. Okay. Oh, they were right. The student auditor's fingers will curl in toward the palm. Yeah, sure. It does take effort to extend your fingers mm -hmm. away from the palm. And if they curl towards the back of your hand, you've got to worry. <laughs> it's an exorcist time. Now the coach simply places the cans in the student auditor's hands at an angle across the palms. Thank you. Ross is grabbing the cans, putting them in an angle across my palms. Got him. The natural curl of the fingers is sufficient to hold the cans in place. Correct. And the placement of the cans at an angle ensures that the maximum skin area is touching the cans. Got it. Now the coach has a student auditor casually increase his grip on the cans and relax. This is a can squeeze. Did, <laughs> did we it. really need to discuss? <laughs> All right, so squeeze them and then kind of let them go. And then, oh, yeah, needle's moving now. All right, we adjusted it. This is a can squeeze. <laughs> That's really helpful. Thank you. You can squeeze. Uh-huh. Having done the above, the coach now has the student auditor do the following. Have the coach pick up the cans. Giving these back to you. I really found out a lot about myself, so it makes sense that this is over. Check the coach's grip on the cans. Oh, this is interesting. It shoots way over to the right for me. Hmm. Maybe it's I, set to male. I've read that somewhere that men generally are more electrically... Conductive with these than women oh, are. Oh, weird. Something to so do maybe with... that's why there's a male and female setting, really. Yeah, okay. Huh. Adjust the sensitivity booster knob to the lowest position, 16 or 32, depending on the model. Why are we just passing these back and forth? I don't know. Uh, okay, we can <laughs> the like... The lowest. No, so I think it's this. Oh, here we go. So 
Oh, that one? Yeah, it said 16 or 32, depending on the model. And this is Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. We still need to adjust this one to bring it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Male pre-clear setting. Okay, there's something to that. Carrie and I are watching this needle as it jumps around. Set the sensitivity knob at 1 on the sensitivity dial. Okay. Done. Adjust the needle to the set line on the needle dial. Oh, this is that's for the old model. Oh. This one doesn't have that. We're using the old Wait, manual. The yeah, but remember there was a dial before that said set on the oh, on the Mark Five. Yeah, okay. We can do that. So you don't use the trim. I guess you could. The other one had a trim as well. Okay. Give the proper commands for getting a can squeeze. I thought I was. Yeah, I think this is so strange. I think they're just having you learn the same thing that I just did to you. That's uh-huh. really, really basic. Flunks are given for not having the coach remove all rings or finger jewelry as they can cause the needle to give unusual reads. For not checking that there is maximum skin contact on the cans. For failing to see that the thumbs go around the can and not up the sides. For failing to set the e-meter and needle up properly. For failing to notice and handle a desperate or convulsive grabbing or sudden letting go of the cans, for failing to note accurately the distance the needle fell on the can squeeze, and for giving the wrong commands. Lack of skill in earlier drills is corrected by pink sheet. Sounds dramatic. Please note that step number two is not always done. In actual auditing, the pre-clear soon learns how to do a proper can squeeze. If the pre- Oh my god, you just squeeze the cans. <laughs> if the pre-clear's having this is in good shape, the needle should go over, hit the right-hand pin, and bounce off the pin twice. Great. Okay. Great. Ask me some questions. All right. Here you go. Oh, we got to set it back to uh, sensitivity Female. for a woman. We're highly sensitive. Okay. You got to like, uh, hold a normal squeeze there. Okay. Okay, cool. Now I can read you. All right. Here we go. I think we need to ask you about dogs. Okay. Brown, 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 brown nuts. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's moving right now. Yeah, I was squeezing. Okay. <clears throat> but now I don't squeeze, right? I just hold it. Yeah, just hold it. Right. I'm going to adjust a little bit okay, just to get yep. you right get, at the set there. Get the thing that you want, for your, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is so subjective. You really have to work hard to get the needle where you want it to be. All right. What is your favorite dog? A bull terrier, a whippet, a foxhound, a dachshund. An Irish Terrier, a Pekingese, a German Shepherd, a Pomeranian, a Corgi, a Bulldog, an Airedale, a Bloodhound, a Chow, a Dalmatian, an Eskimo Dog. <laughs> Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. And we have learned, don't use the phrase Eskimo anymore. Mm-hmm. For an, humans, An yeah. Inuit Dog, I guess. A Collie, a Boston Terrier, Ella. <laughs> you got all excited, but your needle didn't move. <laughs> Cocker Spaniel, Fox Terrier, Greyhound, Mastiff, Pointer. I feel like I need to adjust this again. It's gone lower. Doesn't the, Does the needle move with any excitement, good or bad? Yeah. Okay. If the emotion makes you squeeze harder, then you have more surface area making contact with the cans. Oh, I, yes. I know how it really So works, I'm trying but... to think... Well, I'm trying to think what emotion would cause you to loosen your grip. Like calmness. I, I guess think. so. Okay. Maybe that was it. You were just calming down too much. Yeah. So I had to adjust. 
a wire-haired terrier, cute, a poodle, a pug, a spitz dog, a schnauzer, an Irish setter, a Yorkshire terrier, an Afghan hound, a boxer, a Labrador retriever, an old English sheepdog, a Siberian husky, an Irish wolfhound. Oh, I like Siberian huskies. Oh, all right. It's a handsome dog. A St. Bernard, a Chihuahua. Okay, Carrie's mouth opened in a smile, but the needle didn't move. A Scottish Terrier, a Celium Terrier, a Doberman Pinscher, an English Setter. Now it's shooting off to the right. Are you making more contact? Maybe. I don't know. I was getting bored. Yeah, sure. A Gordon Setter, a Welsh Terrier, a Shetland Sheepdog, Welsh Collie, an <laughs> Alsatian, an English Springer Spaniel, a Hound Dog, an, Eng- so fun. an English Bulldog, Boy, I'm even naming dog breeds, and this is boring. But I mean, breeds aren't exciting. Sure. An Irish water spaniel, a bull mastiff, a West Highland white terrier, a Welsh corgi, a border terrier, a malamute, a mongrel, a Russian wolfhound, a sky terrier, a Great Dane, golden retriever, red setter, King Charles spaniel, (laughs) Bedlington terrier, cairn terrier, or basset hound. Well, what'd you get? I didn't get any spikes out of that. It just kind of generally drifted left or right based on how interested you were at the moment. Okay. Well, that should count. Okay. So, but were any, did any register the highest? You know, I think, well, you yawned right around, I think, Golden Retriever. All right. And then it went up. Yeah. Great. So let's call it for Golden Retriever. All right. A golden. (laughs) The uh, golden age of terriers. uh, Okay. Let me give these to you. Thank you. Hey, Carrie. Ross, yes? I just noticed a whole new button on the side of this e-meter. Oh, okay. It says Jumbotron. Wait, Whoa. Whoa. Were Jumbotrons even invented when they invented the e-meter? I don't or know. Were they just seeing the future? Let's see what happens if we click on it. <laughs> oh, there's words. Let's read them. Okay, let's see. This first one says it's to Jenny. Hey, Jenny. From Wes. And he says, Jenny Rice, yes, you, but not the Jenny Rices that aren't my sister. I realize that's probably an ambiguous name. I love you so much. We're going to be okay. And here's your hint. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Wes sounds pretty fun. They'll know what that means. I don't know what this whole owl thing is. Yeah, who knows? Who? Well, that was wild. Let's press it again and see what happens. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Here's one for David from Tash. Oh, yeah. Okay. It says, happy birthday. I hope you had a wonderful day filled with things as awesome as this message. I'm so glad we've been able to build our affinity over the years via me forcing you to listen to podcasts I like. (laughs) So take off your student hat and the hot drinks are on me. Here's to another year of confusing mom with meme references. Ow, 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 ow. We didn't plan this. There really were both just of them ended with owl, owl, owl. <laughs> Ending with five owls. Amazing. Well, happy birthday, David. And we give you a standing alvation. Banjos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this. This one seems to be like the most effective. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we want to get it to set. The big dial. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here, let me try to hold it casually. Real cash. Okay, about 2.6 seems to do it. For you. For me. All right. E-meter drill. 
I think I have you repeat these sentences after I say them to you, and then I see how nervous they make you. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. All right. So I'm just going to I'm gonna say a sentence to you, and then you repeat it. Okay. Uh, and thinking about whether it's true or false. Okay. We probably need to adjust this again. For whatever reason, it's drifted. I have a pain in my stomach. I have a pain in my stomach. The room seems bigger. The room seems bigger. My body feels heavy. My body feels heavy. Okay. That got a reaction? That got a reaction. Oh. I had a twitch in my leg. I had a twitch in my leg. I feel like I'm sinking. I feel like I'm sinking. The colors in the room are brighter. The colors in the room are brighter. My head feels lopsided. My head feels lopsided. I feel wonderful. I feel wonderful. I have an awful feeling of fear. I have an awful feeling of fear. Oh, whoa. Yeah? Yeah, something happened there. Whoa, okay. You are the first auditor who ever paid attention to my case. You are the first auditor who ever paid attention to my case. Mm, That seems likely true. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've backed up from my body. I think I've backed up from my body. I just realized I've had a headache for years. I just realized I've had a headache for years. It's <laughs> really in here. Okay, this is silly. This is silly. Okay, a little bit there. <laughs> I feel all confused. I feel all confused. Your baseline has gone up, so I'm adjusting. Okay. Okay. That was a very good session yesterday. That was a very good session yesterday. I've got a sharp pain in my back. I've got a sharp pain in my back. When are we going to do some processing? When are we going to do some processing? I feel lighter somehow. I feel lighter somehow. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I feel terrible, like I'd lost something or something. I feel terrible, like I lost something or something. Wow, I didn't know that before. Wow, I didn't know that before. And I still don't. (laughs) That wall seems to move toward me. (laughs) (laughs) All the way to test. Oh, wow. (laughs) That wall seems to move toward me. If you give me that command again, I'll bust you in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a nail rod thing. If you give me that command again, I'll bust you in the mouth. All the way to the right. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. That's so weird. I don't feel like I am, as a whole, grabbing the cans any harder. It's like this thing drifts over time. Or I guess maybe the... It's just your mental tension changes, and (sighs) it means little to nothing. Or maybe, like, when I remove or add my uh, upper digits... Mm-hmm. Ross that, is kind of flexing his middle fingers, and it's making that really the, affects it. So making maybe the needle go wild. Maybe I suddenly moved one of them. Couple more, okay? Okay. I can see facsimiles better. I can see facsimiles better. Aren't we finished with this yet? Aren't we finished with this yet? It looks like the wall is caving in on me. It looks like the wall is caving in on me. A little bit. Okay. Wow. W-O-W. Wow. W-O-W. That's really... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yes, it does. Lots of exclamation points. Ouch. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Oh, ouch. 
Do these processes work differently on men than on women? Do these processes work differently on men than on women? Little tension. I pictured Tom Cruise saying all of these things. Because <laughs> you know he has. I just realized how wrong I've been all my life. I just realized how wrong I've been all my life. Oh, okay. Did it move? Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I just realized how terrible my mother actually was. I just realized just how terrible my mother actually was. So, oh, wait. Are you married? Are you married? Hi. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Moo gum guy pan. Moo gum guy pan. (laughs) Kind of high. Okay. (laughs) That must be true for you. Yeah. Some gum war sue up. Some gum war sue up. Fizzle whizzle bum crumb. (laughs) (laughs) Fizzle whizzle bum crumb. It's all the way up. What is this supposed to mean? I don't know. Maybe these are calibration questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it says this is the pre-clear origination sheet. (laughs) All right. I don't know. Oh, we got some reactions there. Yeah. And we sure learned something. I'm not as consistent of a can holder as you are. I guess. I love cans. Oh, this thing is really reactive now. Not in the reactive mind sense, but if I kind of flex my hands, the needle goes wildly from left to right. Oh, wait. Okay. Okay. We've got a sensitive meter here. I found a drill that references that sheet we were just reading. Okay. Okay. The student auditor takes a line from the pre-clear origination sheet and reads it out. At the end of the line, the needle must be in sight on the needle dial and the student auditor must have his thumb off the tone arm. Lower sensitivities are worked at to begin with, and the coach increases the sensitivity of the meter as the student auditor's ability increases. Okay, the coach now complicates the drill by moving about, thereby causing the student auditor to repeat the line. Oh, this is Anyway, we basically did it right. Okay. Maybe I was supposed to walk around and shout at you. I'm not sure. <laughs> But you'll be glad to know that was developed by L. Ron Hubbard at St. Hill when the most sensitive e-meter that has ever been used in Scientology was produced, the Mark V. What a relief. Okay. Okie dokie. Oh, I just realized that But was that was written when the Mark V was brand right. new. So the Mark VI is better, people. You should oh, definitely yeah. spend thousands of dollars on it. Oh, except, no, you should get the Mark VIII. Yeah, except right. Now it has been surpassed by the Mark VIII. Can't wait to see advertising for the Mark IX. <laughs> uh, yeah, so are you convinced? Of what? The E-meter's glory! So I think what we have here is a variable conductivity test that you can set wherever you want it to get mm-hmm. whatever results you want. Mm-hmm. And especially... And isn't that great? I, I feel that uh, this, is, this is one of those things where the... Audience participation does a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So I think if you want to get results out of this, you'll get results out of oh, this. Oh, absolutely. It's like a pendulum, you know, a little a little bit of the idiomotor effect, because that's where subtle body motions can really affect what you get. Totally. Oh. And if it's not doing what you want it to, you just adjust the dials, and there's no clear reason to put the dials up or down, so nope. you can justify anything you want to do. Yep. If you want to keep the person around for a while, you can be like, oh, that needle's too far to the right. Yep, not floating. Yeah, but if you feel you're done, you can get it floating. Then be like, go away, lady. Now, I feel like when we've talked to former Scientologists about this, like Chris Shelton and others, that they've said that people doing auditing and administering this do their best to try to stay true to the technique. 
mm-hmm. they don't feel like they're monkeying with it as oh, yeah. as cavalierly as we're saying. But oh, uh, right, I think you're taught to think, okay, well, I turn this until it gets to set, and okay, not thinking like, well, what does that mean? Why am I resetting this machine that's supposed to perfectly calibrate on its own? Right, and I think it's a producer of randomized signals are random enough that you can then read meaning into them very yeah. easily. And to give it the most charitable view, I think they'd say, well, it's like setting the tear on your scale. Mm, Every, uh-huh. Everybody's tear is different. Sure. Okay. All right. Well. This is fine. I believe in it. So you got to hear us play with e-meters. We will post pictures of these e-meters as well. At facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash onopodcast, O-H-N-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Well, that got a reading on the meter. <laughs> you can also support us at maximumfund.org forward slash donate. That's right. And maybe leave us a positive review. Hop over to iTunes. Say, I like this show. Give us five stars like we're a mattress company. Or wherever else you listen to our podcast. Just mail a review to your mom. Say, I give this podcast five stars. You should listen. And remember. Now, uh, this instrument is probably the simplest instrument on earth and is the least known. There's tremendous mysteries connected with this instrument. And nearly everybody using it has developed a whole bunch of technology of his own on it. And a lot of that technology is actually in total avoidance of um, the purpose of the meter. There's tremendous numbers of things that you could say are uh, this, that, or the other way about this meter, and none of them are right. Uh, it is a very simple machine. That's the first thing I've got to tell you. Now, anytime you put a simple machine, a simple piece of data in people's hands, what happens? You enter a simple datum, you blow off the confusion, right? Well, after all these years, we're still blowing confusion off of e-meters. Now, the whole fact of clearing today depends on this meter. If you can read this meter well, you can clear people. And if you can't read this meter well, you certainly can't. everyone to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Tights and Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tights and Fights podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.